You are listening to the Think Brick Australia podcast. Think Brick Australia represents the clay, brick and paver manufacturers of Australia. Brick by Brick, our podcast will discuss technical information and architectural case studies with special guests. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIntyre, the CEO of Think Brick Australia. On today's podcast, we welcome Daniel Simbulan, who is one of our civil engineers who started with us as an intern and has been an absolute superstar. And today we're going to talk to Danielle about brick bond patterns. Welcome, Danielle. Now, we were just talking before, why is it that you think that brick bond patterns are a little bit underrated? Well, they very much give us the background for whatever design or whatever unique aspects you want to integrate. And they're very integral in how you design and how you would try and put whatever unique elements you want it's definitely another layer into brick design. So, Danielle, if we were to start with, what would be the simple explanation for the brick bond patterns? Essentially, it's just how you would lay the bricks down. Okay, so we're going to now recap on really what the sides of the brick are. And so if you could just go through that with a simple brick. Okay, so your typical brick, how you would lay it down usually is on its bed side. And what you would see typically is the stretcher side one, other long face. And then the hidden, shorter, smaller face would be your header. Right. And so let's now, because we've sort of defined that, maybe let's go into what a stretcher bond is. So stretcher bonds are your typical house brick bonds, the ones that you see on most 60s, 70s houses. They are the ones where the stretcher is the exposed face. And so you just lay them one on top of the other. The centers are centered above the parpens in the course below. So it's kind of that zigzag pattern. Absolutely. Okay. Then what is a header bond? Header bonds are very similar to stretcher bonds. Instead of the stretcher side being exposed, you have the header side actually exposed. And so you end up getting this bond pattern that's still zigzagged and stepped. But, of course, you have that smaller face that's exposed. Yeah, and it's a really interesting texture to look at once that bond is used, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I typically see this one in carved faces as well and that actually gives it a smoother look compared to having a stretcher bun we want to do that because you get a little bit less of that overhang because it's that smaller face as well and so obviously bricks aren't curved they're rigid and they're square and so trying to implement them in curves you want that smaller face and it gives you more of that cleaner finish it makes sense to me <laughs> all right now i know a lot of our audience are familiar with the soldier and the sailor but let's look at the soldier bond yeah soldier bonds just like the stretcher we see it being stood up the stretcher is instead not horizontal but vertically laid mhm And again, where do we kind of see these? I mean, I know for me, probably one of the best uses of this was in Antica Pizzeria, which was the Holbury Hunt commercial winner in 2016. But where are some other great places where we would use a soldier bond? So I personally like them as accent pieces, just from this year's high commendations from the awards. There's Chisholm House that uses soldier bonds as an accent. So they frame their windows using soldier bonds and it really just highlights how they've used floor to ceiling windows for this 
lovely project. Um, and then you've also got Seagrass House that uses it to really just line up all of their rooms so that they're all the same height. And it just really also shows how they've got this unique roof structure that changes height throughout the rooms in it. Okay. Now, the next one is the running bond. How does this look? Running bonds. Now, you've seen the stretcher bond Mm -hmm. and they make that really nice crisp zigzag pattern. So running bonds are different. They're actually not centered. So it really is just a stretcher bond, just not as visibly appealing. I've actually seen this in Studio Bright though. So what they've done is they've done the running bond and they're not centered to each other, but they've hidden that perp end. And so you get these really nice long lines and it's harder to see that missing perp end as well because it's not lined up perfectly like a stretcher bond would be. Sure, it's like it's obviously like a running stitch or yeah. a just a forever running. Now, everyone is probably most familiar with stack bonding, but please explain. So running bonds have the perp ends not lined up perfectly and not zigzag. Stack bonding has those perp ends lined up perfectly. You get that grid-like pattern and it's very satisfying to look at. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite a strong bond, I feel. It's really making a statement. You know, it's not subtle. All right. Now, the other two I wanted to talk about, the English bond and the English garden wall. Okay, so the English garden wall is pretty simple. You have alternating courses of header and stretcher bonds. So you just layer your header bonds and then your stretcher bonds and you keep alternating. This creates this lovely striped pattern. And so you kind of just look across the garden wall and it stretches it out and gives lovely lines. We did this actually in our courtyard and we used glazed bronze bricks for this and we did it for the headers. Um, Ironically, I had a um, British bricklayer who was very passionate about this particular bond but it does look fabulous it does and then if we look at Flemish how does that differ from the others so I would liken it to English bonds because they do use alternating stretcher and headers but in this case it's within the course itself they alternate in stretcher and header so if you're laying one course down stretcher header stretcher header and then as you're laying the courses above you also alternate if you were to draw a center through the bricks you would alternate stretcher and header stretcher and header and it kind of looks like a little um cross almost or a, a little star in some respects yeah i liken it to like a tiered cake except you've got this wobbly looking cake that has a small tier then a large tier then a small tier then a large tier on top of each other that's actually a much better explanation we did have one of our most iconic i guess flemish bonds used in the hello house yeah. how did they do that so Hello House is an iconic award winner of the Thinkbrook Awards and it actually uses the Flemish one with the corbling to create this very graphic design and this corbling is not really possible without that Flemish bond so if you remember me saying it's underrated no one noticed this was a Flemish bond until I found out about two days ago. Do you know what? I never knew that either. And and obviously the Flemish bond is the one that spells out hello. Yes. Hello Flemish. Yes. All right. Now getting on to basket weave and herringbone. Very much a rare configuration of brickwork. We usually see it in paving more often, but with walls, I typically see it in places of religion, actually. Mm-hmm. So the most herringbone I've seen is in mosques, actually, in Iran. Right. Yeah. And then the basket weave? So basket weave, I actually see this more in 
English gardens as well. They're usually a feature wall idea. We usually see them in boundary or garden walls as well. If I want to try and explain what they look like, herringbones, you've seen them in paving. They have that chevron looking shape. Basket leaves, they alternate going stretchers and soldiers and create that weaving like pattern that you would see on a pie. I always refer to herringbone as the herringbone shirts because, you know, that's another pattern that you can get just in sort of business shirts. Yeah. Danielle, well, thank you very much. Just as a recap, what we've looked at today is another way that you can completely change the look of a brick wall through the bond patterns that are used. And we've talked about the stretcher bond. We've talked about the header bond the soldier, the running, the stack bond, the English and the English garden wall, the Flemish and last but certainly not least, the basket weave and herringbone bond patterns. And as we've seen, these can really just make such a subtle but significant difference when it comes to brick design. And I've really enjoyed exploring these with you. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Danielle and our listeners for joining us for this bonding experience. Keep thinking brick. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review our podcast. We are always looking for new ways to think brick. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.